Should we reveal? Yeah. Okay, here's your special reveal. All right. Can we bring it in? Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Music Mondays. We have a very special guest for you, and it's Matt. Hi. This is <laughs> Hi. Um, this is Matt Duncan. He is was a member of the Ronald Reagan, still <laughs> is, was, is. They they live on forever in our hearts. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, Ronald Reagan's in spirit. So tell us, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your band, the history. Okay, cool. Yourself. Uh, Anything yeah. else you want to you yeah. want to say? Well, um, let's see. The Ronald Reagans uh, were are an obscure sort of footnote in the history of uh, the alternative music scene of Central Arkansas, circa 2012 to 2015. I think was the last time that we played together as a band. Golden era of music. Yeah, golden era of music, <laughs> and you know, Central and Northwest Arkansas, you know, sort of it's major cultural hubs. Mm -hmm. In the United yes, States, indeed. Um, and uh, the band uh, was comprised of uh, five young people, um, four of whom are were working then and are still working as uh, theater professionals um, of, of some kind. And then there's you, who just. There. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, passed my oral examinations, uh, fulfilling partially the requirements to receive a uh, Master of Fine Arts in Acting from Purdue University. So that's yes. why I'm here in this part of the world, as opposed to, you know, Arkansas or some other place. Um, but yeah, so four of us were uh, theater people. And uh, we weren't really doing much with our lives at the time. And so we decided that we would give playing music a try. And then Dick, our drummer, um, who should be a theater person, or but isn't, uh, sort of came in to really pull us all together musically. And um, I guess what I should say about the Ronald Reagans is that um, as much as they were a band, and they were a band. We did play music. Um, we were also more of a performance group of, of some kind. Uh, the idea was far less about making palatable music uh, for, for the listening public than it was... Um, really experimenting in how far we could go in drunkenness and poor taste in public. Mm -hmm. um, that's it, you know, uh, we were poetic because we were drunken buffoons, to quote Lester Bangs in Almost Famous. Good. Very good. I do have a question about, um, like, your public persona. So, <laughs> the one... I think it was like the Hoot Owl song. Mm. It was just you guys. Was that live? Were you guys somewhere? We we were somewhere. So uh, the album that you guys listened to, Pax Reagana, <laughs> um, which uh, is a funny name that has a funny story behind it. Um, 
That album was recorded in uh, a studio in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is the home of uh, the University of Arkansas. It's kind of a party town, not unlike uh, Bloomington, but um, let's... Was that a, was that a, a jab? <laughs> that was a jab, yeah. <laughs> I use sex. Um, but anyway, uh, it, it was at um, a studio run by some friends of ours. The studio at the time was called Let's Talk Figures. And um, since the Ray Guns were sort of a, uh, a party band, um, <coughs> we really, you know, uh, we liked to have a good time. And so Let's Talk Figures thought that the best environment for us to record our album uh, would be uh, at a massive party. And so um, they invited really, uh, uh, who's who of disreputable members of society uh, into <laughs> um, the studio space. Um, and so, yeah, there there was an audience, not really in... Also, Who Dells was not a song that existed as a part of our repertoire except for that moment of recording. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just you guys being like, there's Who Dells in the corner, and... That was the whole song, and then yelling. And then, was that the one where you kept yelling about mosquitoes? And, or was that you? Because now I don't know who was you or not. Like, I thought I could tell, but I guess I can't. You know, <laughs> like, it's funny that you're asking me this, because one, I didn't listen to Hoot Owls, uh before coming in to talk today. <laughs> but also, you know, if you ask me about the recording of this album, um, we're gonna run into a lot of instances where I really just have to frankly say, man, I don't know. <laughs> um, because uh, I was uh, I was blacked out for most of the recording of this album. Good, good. Well, yeah, there was, there was uh, one moment where I mean, I thought it was you, but like, I also thought mm. you saying the other one. Um, it was just, it was like... Mosquitoes in the corner sounds like me. You were, you were like, in yeah. the month of July. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's in the month of July. Yeah. It yeah. was just okay. you yelling that, and then they're like, shut the fuck up. And you're like, in the month of July, as I said. <laughs> so, so yeah. and that was, that was um, the song. That was a whole song. Yeah. yeah. So desperate to yeah. be heard. That, that, that was sort it's okay. of my... It's okay. Who Dolls was, it's listed as my favorite mm -hmm. song on the album. Mm -hmm. So yeah, good. I'm glad <laughs> we went there already. Yeah. Well, tell us, tell us why you like it, Taylor. Let's it's talk about it. So chaotic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just really enjoyed it. And I know that we were gonna get there. I'm gonna say it now. I'm like kind of upset that it's all good. <laughs> it's just so good. It's just like the, the backstory of the album, and then. Just with it all as one thing, I'm like, this shouldn't be good. Yeah. But it is. Your guys' your state of being should not have created something that is enjoyable. Yeah. You, you said you're like, you know, less than palatable music. This is good. Like, I would... I, I mean, I don't think I... I don't know if I'd go, like, listen to Hoot Owls, like, just over and over again. Yeah. Like, in my free time. But, like, the actual songs on there... They're good. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, I I guess also the funny thing is like, uh, 
that's me saying less than palatable music. Adam Bennett, uh, the, uh, the one of the uh, other vocalists and uh, and the our lead guitarist, uh, was very adamant that we were going to make good music, and so uh, there was um, an inherent conflict in the band uh, almost from the very beginning. Adam. As it happened, Adam and Dick were probably the most sober of us uh, throughout uh, the entire process as well. But um, the uh, I think there was um, yeah a, a, <laughs> uh, an inherent desire in all of us uh, to create something that was good, mm-hmm. and we had varying ideas of not only what good really meant, um, but also uh, how to get there. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's like not an unusual thing to hear at like from like in a band. Like I feel like everybody has like their own idea of what good is. How much fun are we gonna have with this? How seriously are we gonna take it? Yeah. Sound strange. Hold on. Otherwise, it's gonna make you louder. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's like every reason that a band breaks up is artistic differences. Yeah. Yeah. Is is there a reason that you guys, or is it just you went your separate ways and couldn't continue this? From what I can recall, and uh, I've, I've actually told all of the boys that we're doing this, and so they will watch it sometime, and, oh they, and they will write to Hi, me friends. saying, Matt, you you liar. Um, <laughs> but um, from what I can recall, what, what was going on was that um, Adam, in particular, uh, was ready to go all in on making the Ronald Reagans like something that we dedicated a good chunk of our lives to. Uh, he really wanted to uh, become a, a legitimate rock and roll band, I guess. And um, I know that I was at a point where I was convinced that I had to go out and uh, and try to be a serious actor on my own um, in Chicago. And several other people were uh, moving to various uh, other places in the world at that time. And you know, really it's just kind of, uh, this was a band that came out of our uh, association together in undergrad and uh, in college. And it's sort of the same as what happens to a lot of uh, intimate friend groups uh, at the end of uh, the college experience, right? Is that um, everybody has sort of gone through the rite of passage and then it's time to go out into the world. And so um, I moved to Chicago and moved to LA. Brady and Dick moved to Fayetteville, and I think Jordy went a lot of different places. Um, but yeah, that it, it really was just a matter of uh, time to go. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. I mean, I didn't know if there was like a 
I figured that probably was what happened, but I do have another question. Mm -hmm. um, changing subject. Tell me about Reverend Matthias Duncan. Okay, yeah. What is, what is that? <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> the Reverend Matthias Duncan, because that is, uh, technically, I am not a member of the Ronald Reagans, um, but the Reverend is. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, the Reverend is, um, is a character who uh, was developed out of a period of uh, depression, um, that was characterized by uh, self-medication um, through the use of uh, alcohol and illicit substances. And um, I was at a party, and I was, um, this was before, right before the formation of the Ronald Reagans, I think. Um, I was at a party, and I... I had sort of uh, debauched myself into this trance-like state where I started telling this story to anybody who was walking in and out of the party and just happened to be passing by. Um, where I was saying something like, well, my mother went into labor with me in a restaurant they called oh the Purple Cow on a rainy Sunday. I had the cord wrapped around my neck so they had to cut me out. That's what they call a cesarean section. And my mother died <laughs> in childbirth. And, um, and so what? that story would go on um, <clears throat> incorporating elements of Huckleberry Finn and um, also just trying to uh, create streams of nonsense. Sometimes I ride on a motorcycle made of dreams on a highway <laughs> paved with rainbows. That's my um, new Twitter bio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that story would go on, and then eventually I would hit a point where I could not go on. Um, and somebody, uh, I think it was a, a friend of mine uh, named Eric at the time, would say, and what happened then, Reverend? And I would uh, go back to the beginning of the story and repeat all of it and sort of add stuff on to the end. So this went on for several hours and um, okay. after I passed out and woke up the next day, people were just calling me Reverend. Okay. Um, and so that ended up being a persona where, uh, you know, I would dress in clerical garb at certain times, just with like a dog collar. I would offer to do baptisms in the bathrooms of the bars we were playing in. Um, Did you have any takers on the baptisms? So the Ronald Reagan's <laughs> mostly, um, we, we didn't get paid a lot unless it was in beer. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm sure that maybe there were takers, but... God. I can't guarantee it. I love uh, it so much. Yeah. I like I like how it just so, so the Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. That's... How did the name come about? <laughs> um you know, uh I know that I think it was uh Jordy and Dick and Adam were having a conversation. Uh so Adam and Brady and I, uh three of the members. Uh, lived in one house, and that was sort of uh, the gathering place for the band. Um, 
as we were sort of playing music together, uh, trying to figure out whether or not we were going to take this sort of activity that we were doing in our uh, living room into the world, um, they, uh, some of the guys uh, decided we should probably name it. And uh, I think I had gone into my bedroom to uh, take a disco nap and... Um, Can I pause you? Explain disco nap. Yeah, you're about to go out to a party, uh, but you've already been partying for a while, and so you just go to check out for about 15 minutes to uh, sort of re-up on your energy. Okay. Those and are then, all of my naps, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's the disco nap. Um, but I had gone to take a disco nap, and um, I remember I had heard a lot of names, mostly based on puns, um, you know, sort of more traditional things like Tequila Mockingbird and, and oh, a lot God. of that stuff. Um, but eventually they landed on the Ronald Reagans, and I think we are like one of four bands with that name. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was personally partial to the Gerald Fjords. I thought that that uh, had a nice Norwegian quality to it. Um, I'm taking it. It's fine now. Yeah. You and Chris's band? Oh, yeah. You remember, you, you know Chris Spencer, right? Mm -hmm. We were going to start a band. Oh, damn. I mean, probably not now. We have three weeks left of school. But wow. fair. We, we talked about it a lot, Yeah. which I can just imagine what kind of shit show that would be. A lot of drum solos from Chris. A lot of drum solos from Chris. A lot of me walking around going, wah, ah, ah, ah. Because that's all I do, pretty much. You know, so. you guys can still form a band, even though you only have three weeks left to college. The yep. Ronald Reagans were formed during a period where I was graduated from college, but refusing to believe it. <laughs> um, so, you know, you can take that path. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of me. I'm, like, about to graduate, I don't have a job, trying to pretend that it's okay. I'm okay. And yeah. that I have more than $4 to... Put down a security deposit. People, apartment. people keep asking me, how's it feel? And I said, bad. Actually. I just go, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're like, are you excited? And I'm like, to be in debt? Yeah. That's awesome. I can't wait. You know, it, it's really cool because that does not change. Yeah. Oh, sick. Uh, oh, yeah. No. Super thrilled. I always, I just always pictured myself. Like, you know, because when you're not this age, you're like, by the time I'm that age, I'm going to have lived a full life. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you what get to it, and you're like, I don't know where I am most of the time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's a sidebar we don't have to go down. This is about the ray guns, not about my own personal problems. I mean, we can talk about your personal problems. We so usually do. We usually that's do. pretty much. The podcast is like half the album and then half us just spilling our guts to yeah. everyone that um, the whole four people that mm -hmm. watch and listen like well i don't i don't know if you watch it or have seen it there was one day so my therapist was like you're running out of sessions try going to an anxiety class and i said okay and i told this story so i'll tell you now because it's funny um i went to the first one and they handed me a book and he's like, let's practice breathing together. Bitch, if, <laughs> <laughs> if, if it was that easy, 
I would just breathe all the time. And then they, you know, they told me to self-soothe and take baths. And I was like, okay. You're well, like, no one's cleaned my tub in the entire three years I've lived in this apartment. There's so a brown stain at the bottom of my shower that was there when I moved in. I refuse to put more than the bottom of my feet on it. Like, I've tried to get it out. My roommates try to get it out. Also, another fun story, sidebar, about staining my shower. Two years ago, I tried to dye my hair blue. And instead, it dyed my hair a, just black. And I was blue from head to toe. <laughs> and so was my shower. And so I'm standing with a towel on the front of me, crying hysterically. My roommate, because it's like a weeknight, like I have to mm -hmm. get up and go places. My roommate is scrubbing me down, like, like my back down, while I'm just like, <laughs> and my other roommate's scrubbing the shower with like vinegar, because it said that Google said it was supposed to get it off. So there's also that, and then the brown stain that was already there. That doesn't have anything to do with anything, but I've done that. And then I like, oh like this area was like just blue for a few days. And every time I showered, I had to like shower like this because it would just get more blue. Don't ever dye your own hair. Don't do it. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's my story. <laughs> you know, that, that's funny. Uh, I'm going to try and tie it back to the wrong. Oh yeah, guys. no, absolutely. Look at this. Absolutely. Uh, because that, in many ways, um, when I look back on what we were doing with that band, um, that's kind of what I feel like the point was. It was a way to vent all of those uh, days or all of those moments of everyday shame mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. into <laughs> uh, this uh, really sort of chaotic and raucous uh, event, mm -hmm. which would be uh, the performance there. Nice. Solid. I'm proud of you. That was really good. Yeah. Better than us. We really just beautiful. go. And anyways, back to the album. Yeah. And then sometimes we're like, okay, back to the album. And I'm like, Taylor. And she's like, Leah. And then we're like, and that's what we have to say. Um, well, let me talk about my favorite song. Yeah. Because um, I have a lot that I liked about this album. And I mean, you know this already. I've told you both. So. I'm gonna tell the world of our huge fan base, our, our moms. Yeah, um, pretty much. So, I was listening to this in public, which was a mistake. And I was sitting in a Starbucks, just, and you know how the, the Union one has like the bench where there's like facing the workers? Well, I'm facing a worker like directly, hiding my mouth, because I'm laughing and I have tears forming in my eyes because the song, Dead Now, written by the one and only Matt Duncan. <laughs> it opens up, and he's like, this song is about misery and about crying. And then he goes through this whole long list of what the song is about, and then he goes, most importantly, it's about yodeling. <laughs> and I just lost my damn mind. And it was really, I felt renewed. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that uh, the, the song You Are Dead Now um, <laughs> Renewed me? Brought renewed me back to life? <laughs> and inspired renewal um, because uh, from what I can recall, You Are Dead Now is the first song that I ever wrote that uh, was played in public like in front of an audience as opposed to in front of a group of 
friends, I guess. Um, and it was a, uh, it's a, a breakup song in the grand tradition of, uh, of sort of toxically worded uh, country music breakup songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's about, uh, that's about it. And I loved and still love to yodel. So it had to God. be in there somehow. Can you give us a sample? <laughs> Are you properly warmed up for this? That, yeah, I, I don't know. I have to do my breathing exercises. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Audio only listeners, yeah. I hope you had your yeah. headphones all the way up for that. <laughs> That's like Holy shit. That was great. Like Forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Just know. And it's also going to be on multiple other platforms. Yeah. Just staying out. Spotify. 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 If, oh, man. If we weren't, if we were further along, I, I was like, and it's also on Spotify. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. In all seriousness, though, my favorite actual song was, uh, how do you pronounce it, Mef- Mephisto? Mephisto. 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 Yeah. It, uh, it was, that's like the kind of music that I like listen to in my life. Yeah. that uh, Mephisto is uh, the song where, uh, when I listen to that album, Mephisto and Merchant Marine are, are the ones where I really just kind of think to myself and say, yeah, those were like really tight rock and roll songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all they were. Um, and that was a, a song that uh, Adam spearheaded, um, and we all sort of collaborated on. And that, um, because there is that sort of thing that happens in bands where a song will get written while uh, one or two people are out of the room, and someone else, or, and they're kind of injected into it later. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that was sort of magical about uh, Mephisto is that it was one of the ones that was written while we were all uh, in a room together, and it was hammered out within the course of, I think, three hours. Nice. Um, Adam said something about wanting to write a song about alchemy, and then uh, somebody said, let's make it about Dr. Faustus. and. Uh, Elizabethan drama brought into rock and roll. Perfect. What? What a blend. What a beautiful blend that is. That be. Yeah. Yeah. So Taylor, <laughs> I just lost a whole train of thought. I had Something one had one cooking and it's gone. Something I really enjoyed about the album was that it all sounds far away and old. And that's something that I really like in music. Like, we mm-hmm. talked about it with Shaky Graves, how mm-hmm. that one song with um, S.M.A. Patterson. Um, they sound like there was one mic in the middle of the room, and they were, like, standing against the wall singing. Mm-hmm. And it just adds, like, a really warm quality to the music. Mm-hmm. And I 
felt that with your guys' stuff, too. Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, you, it was recorded with, like, a little audience in the room. It, mm -hmm. that, I feel like that style of recording music makes you feel like you can be in that little audience that was in the room when you're, yeah. like, You feel fun. a part of it, yeah. Yeah. And even though it's goofy fun, it still had that warm, good, mm -hmm. goodness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for that... Um, Willie Krasinski and Bob Geyser, uh, two music artists out of Fayetteville, Arkansas, I think they're still in Fayetteville, Arkansas, um, were the guys who, um, one, were very insistent that um, the Ronald Ray guns needed to be recorded in some way, and I think it was uh, them uh, and Dick, our drummer, who was uh, also heavily involved with Let, Let's Talk Figures, um, who sort of devised the idea of how all of that uh, was going to happen. And then, um, yeah. And then Adam and Brady and Jordy <laughs> showed up ready to go, and I stumbled into the room drunk. It's a perfect way Good. to start it off. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You gotta just, if you're gonna start strong, you gotta start strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you gotta do what you gotta do. But, yeah. Cool. Can I ask you guys something? Yeah. About that? So, uh, there, there's a, uh, a segment on here called That's the That Shit I Don't Like. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I would like to know if there was any of that on there. Because the, when I listen to it, there's so much of that shit that I don't like. <laughs> um, I... Like, I didn't dislike anything. Mm -hmm. um, like, obviously, all of the random, like, skip bop bop, bidip boop bop. Like, I live for that shit, though. Yeah, it's, it's like, what the fuck is that? But it's also, like, good. <laughs> good. And I yeah. think it helped that, like, I know you personally. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, like, I was like, I can't dislike this because, also, I think I said it last week for the listeners. This is my teacher. Okay? <laughs> he teaches me things. Um, and by teaches me things, he teaches me how to cry and how to yell loudly. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't think I could dislike it, even if I didn't know you. Yeah. Because I'm just like, this is, this is just gold. Like. Yeah. I do have to backtrack and say, I teach Leah how to cry and yell on purpose. I don't make <laughs> Leah cry and yell in no. class. No, it <laughs> doesn't make me actually cry in <laughs> class. Um, Maybe sometimes. I mean, I just go home and do it. No, um, no also, last, this is a, a sidebar. Last night, you're like, I passed my exams. And I was like, and then you came to me during the check-in, and I was like, I didn't pass any exams. And I was like... That sounded like I failed a bunch of exams today. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't take any exams. It, it, that's irrelevant. Perks of being a film major, we don't take exams. Do we do anything? No. no really? Let's be honest. Really, we don't. I do makeup on Tuesdays, that's all. Uh -huh. um, I go around and I try to pretend like I know what's happening. Um, yeah, that's what being a film major is. Try to pretend like I know what's happening. I like pick up a camera and I turn it on and I'm like, click, click, picture. Although I did have in my class yesterday, 
it was an English class and we were doing visual rhetoric, okay? And we were talking about the rhetoric of photography. And in that situation, not to toot my own horn, but I was the only one who knew anything about photography in any sense of the word. And people were like, I think that this is powerful because this line is this. And I was just like, oh, no, dude. Like, like, the rule of thirds is just a rule that you have to follow. It's not something that you, like, think about in your head. Well, it's like every film major, they're like, you see those oranges in The Godfather? Christ. Godfather can go away. Do you like The Godfather? It's been a long time since I watched The Godfather. My thing, it's too damn long. There is absolutely no reason why there needs, why there, like, we don't need nine hours mm. of that. There's literally, like, almost ten hours of Godfather films. Unnecessary. We could, have, we could have scrunched that down to a normal length movie. Well, Chris and I finally recorded, so Chris Spencer and I mm -hmm. do a podcast for Ben Lawton, mm -hmm. up in the know who Ben is. Mm -hmm. He's a professor in He's a film. He teaches mafia in the movies great. in Italian cinema. Oh, okay. Um, cool. So we're doing a podcast for his mafia class um, about music and film, and we covered all three of the Godfather movies in one just short of an hour-long podcast. And oh boy, was it something. Wow. Chris played Dunkachino. Oh my god, have you seen that? No. It's Al Pacino doing a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Well, it's also not a real commercial. It's from that Adam Sandler movie, Jack and Jill. Literally the worst movie of all time. It's the yeah. most nominated film ever for the Razzies. It won 15 Razzies. Wow. It's the worst movie of all time. Like, it's, worse than Birth of, Birth of a Nation. Oh, Jesus. Like, just so bad. The whole thing is about trying to get Al Pacino to be in a Dunkin' Donuts commercial mm -hmm. because they're coming out with a drink called the Dunkachino. Yeah. Hmm. It's good. So, yeah. Should we wrap it up? happening so um, yeah you guys ray guns good stuff i think they should have a a reunion oh it's planned good uh ray gun revolution mm -hmm. like i'm into that okay you gotta yeah. let me know yeah i want to we'll, hear it we're, we'll we're gonna do a, a 10 year reunion i think uh with a national tour <laughs> <laughs> a national tour. A national tour was was uh, was talked about at one point, which would be very funny since you, you know we weren't very well known in the first place. <laughs> where uh, where would you go? Just karaoke just bars. Places. Um, yeah, you know we spent a lot of time playing in dive bars, so I have a feeling that that's where we'd uh, try to end up for Good. the second for the fourth go round. Good. Um, Good. I'm so glad. Yeah. If you need an opener, um, as I told you earlier, uh, I'm really good at Pat Benatar. Yes. Um, yeah. Only the one, really. Tried to sing other songs. Hasn't gone well. She's a powerhouse. I'm not so much. 
Um, but yeah, let me know. I'll come do my, my one my one Pat Minotaur cover just alone a cappella. I don't know how to play anything. So. I can MC. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that'd be good. That's how I bring you in. No words. You're just, just like. Okay. All right. So Taylor. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about what we're doing next week? Sorry, you have, you have to sit and listen Boy. to next week, too. Next week, my dear friend Josie is coming. We're going to talk about Billie Eilish's new album, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? I'm so fucking pumped. Like, for the album, for us to discuss it, and for Josie to be here. Yeah. And she's our first female guest, which is fun. That is true. Yeah, you get two guests in a row. So, that's cool. Um, yeah, in the meantime, if you want to binge a bunch of episodes about nothing, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, which you're here already, I guess. Probably. All of the other places Spotify. that things are. Anchor. If you listen on Anchor, um, FYI, Anchor has been deleting our episodes. Yes. They're everywhere else, but some of them are disappearing off of Anchor. Yes. But, like, if there's one on Anchor and you're like, what the fuck? You can go to anywhere else that there's a Somewhere. podcast. Yeah. Um, and we're there. Uh, we're almost at 3,000 plays. Audio nice. only. And nice. I think that's pretty cool. Nice. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for giving a shit. Um, um, there won't be anything on the Friday Faves playlist this week. Cause you because you don't have a Spotify? Is... Yeah. No. I don't think so, don't. anyway. We don't. We don't. <laughs> okay. So... Sorry, I guess. Um, but yeah. Thanks, Thanks Matt. Yeah, for joining us. Thanks to you guys. Yeah. It was good. And it was also great. <laughs> um, <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Have a musical Monday. Cut. <laughs>